I hate the service industry in Seattle. And it seems like anytime I go, I piss off servers. I was at a brewery recently. They had a wall that had all their beers, a cash register, a three-foot space, and a bar. My brother bought the first round. I went to go get the second. I stand back, look up at the bar. I'm right next to, or look up at the beer menu, right next to the bar. The lady, like, looks, the bartender looks at me. I look back. I'm like, yeah, I'll take two of this sour. She's like, oh, um, you can't actually order that here. I'm like, oh, okay. And then she pointed to the cash register, which was like one step to my right. And she's like, um, we take orders right there. So I shuffled one step to the right and was like, can I get those two sour beers now? And she rung me up like it was completely normal. My response was kind of like, fuck you. Welcome to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. So we had a pretty big ruling this week in the league, and I want to just spend a few minutes on the rental rule. Uh, at the Real Tom Brad Studios, we're all about equity, so I reached out to both Adam and Chuck and allowed them to just kind of share their thing. But I'm glad. So Chuck sent me a shitload of texts about the Sunday debacle. And where we both ended up was that we trust Christian. We think he's a great commissioner. And whatever he ruled on, we were going to totally agree with. Now, what I want to do is just give kind of my input there. And I know that this affected me uh, this week, but... I think it affects the whole league, so I'm glad that we had some clarity on it. So basically, to me, what happened is that Chuck gave Adam Lou Williams for the day, which gave him essentially as a gift of like 35 points. In a tight matchup with a tight playoff game, this is like nothing but a rental. And I don't think that there's really any other way to see it. But I think that what this does is we're a league that's really competitive Um, I feel like I've gotten to be friends with several people in the league through it all. And this is something we all spend a lot of time on. And I think that for me, being in the league for four years, Sunday when that was happening was like the first time that I hadn't had fun or felt genuinely like, fuck this, in the four years that I've been in the league. Now, the reason is uh, five weeks ago, I was sitting at four and eight. My team was sucking. I couldn't get a win. And the thought of playoffs was like way out of the picture. So in my opinion, I've busted my ass for the last over a month to get some wins. I have made some dumb trades. I've downgraded my team. But now I'm fighting right there for the playoffs. Currently in, I got to win one of the next two games. And then I made it. Which has been like so much energy mentally and so much texting. Um and like trying to put stuff together that if somebody can then come and rent a guy, it feels to me like cheating. Now, the thing that the re the way, the reason that I have 
a problem with it is it opens a, a door, right? So if you just want to fuck shit up, why, if you lose, why not then drop your best guy and just say, hey, whoever's got the number, number one waiver spot has it? Or if you're sitting there and you lose in the second round of the playoffs, why not just drop somebody if, like, okay, if you're, you know, if you're in the semifinals and the person who beats you has the number two waiver spot going against the whoever has the number one, why not drop your best guy so that they can get it? It's just like, hey, fuck you, you beat me. It kind of goes against the spirit of the game. So we have been anti-shitty trades uh, once you're out. We instituted a new rule that if you're not in the in the hunt for the championship, you can't use the waiver moves. So the rental thing kind of like goes against it. And it's one where it was like, I think that it impacted everybody in the hunt for the playoffs had Adam won. It would have given him a win, given me a loss, and essentially given Chuck two wins for that week. And I understand that he wants me to lose. I want him to lose this week. I want Ian to lose this week. I want JB to lose this week. And I want me to win. So my thing is like the rental just opens a door that we want to go down. I believe Chuck's first email to me about it was like, it's not technically illegal. And it's like, yeah, dude, I fucking understand that it's not technically illegal, but what is illegal in fantasy? And my whole thing is that the rental rule is just dealing. It's a lot more like dealing with the Trump administration than it isn't. Basically, it's a lot more like dealing with the Trump administration than it's not. All right, here it is. Tom asked me to record something talking about the big trade controversy. Um, oh, this is Chuck, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. Um, and, uh, hmm, I don't know. I think Christian settled it. I don't really feel the need to hash it out. Um, my perspective is that Adam offered me a trade, and I took the trade because it benefited my team. Bottom line, that's it. I'm sorry that Tom was on the receiving end of it. I think if Adam and Tom's match had been well out of hand and Adam wanted to do it because it resulted in him getting Butler, nobody would have said anything. Um, but I think it seemed, uh, emphasis on the word seemed, uh, malicious or shady because um, obviously it would benefit me to have Tom lose. So I can understand the perception of that. However, um, Adam sent me an offer that I felt was too good to pass up. Uh, Lou Williams was technically for a time on his team. Adam could have chose to offer me back Devin Booker um, instead. Um, he offered me Lou Williams instead. Um, and yes, it was all premeditated and planned out. Um, but again, I felt like that was Adam's prerogative to make me that offer. And my decision to say yes or no and not my concerned to worry about if it was fair or not. I just liked what Adam was offering me. I thought he gave up a shit ton um, and took a risk, and I felt it benefited my team. That's how I feel about it. I accept Christian's ruling because I do agree that, um, and I'm not dumb, I, I understand the perception from Tom's point of view saying it's bullshit, and I know that we're going to have to listen to him talking for 20 minutes about 
how it's bullshit and all this stuff. And I can understand from his point of view being reactionary and being upset about it. Um, and I think the precedent it sets could open the door for a more true trade back that would be um, not okay. Um, in this case, I think it was just Adam being pretty risky and savvy and me taking what I felt ultimately benefited my team. And you guys uh, who disagree can fuck off because I don't really care. That's how I feel about it. And you're not going to change my mind. But I get it. So I won't be 100% of a dick about it, but I'll be like 90% of a dick about it. So anyways, um, that's that's about it. All right. Bye-bye. Cool. Thanks, Chuck. I'm sure you enjoyed the State of the Union address from your boy last night, too. Anyway, let's get uh, let's move on. Let's get a recap of the week. All right, it's me again. Um, I just recorded my little stupid defense of the trade, which was a total waste of time. Um, Tom asked me to go ahead and do a recap. I do not have the energy today to do the uh, the radio voice. Just don't have it in me. But uh, I will go ahead and take a look at the scores from last week and do a little recap and talk about what it all meant. Um, let's start with the. Uh, the obvious one top scoring team of last week your 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 boy me chuck um with 1178.8 um barely squeaking out um a win or uh, a points um win you know in terms of the whole league over ian who had 1159 but um yeah i fought tooth and nail to win this one um against andy gave up a whole lot made a ton of trades i look at my team right now and i'm like i'm like oh wait i i didn't realize i had that oh yeah i've like lost track of my team's personality um which is pretty funny um but uh yeah andy just couldn't keep up uh what can i say he's just uh, one of the weaker opponents in the league and um yeah that is what it is um all right so then we had uh stacks losing to ian um man i know stacks this one stung um it sucks uh, he needs a win to get a leg up on the uh, insane standings that we have going right now where everybody's kind of just bunching up in the middle um but uh ian proved a little too powerful um that's my whole recap. All right, JB beat Sean. I literally needed JB, Ian, Tom, um, or uh, who else? Yeah, any of those guys. I needed them to lose, and they all needed me to lose, and all four of us won. Um, so no one, uh, everyone helped themselves, but no one helped each other last week uh, in their race for the eighth seed. Um, Tom really helped himself the most by um, not falling behind. Um Meanwhile, uh, Adam losing to uh, Tom was huge because now they're both 8-8. Eight and, eight. Um, and this is pretty wild uh, looking at our standings right now. Theoretically, if Christian or Andy lose two in a row, <laughs> they could end up... I mean, this is... It's kind of crazy to think. If Andy or Christian lose two in a row and they end up 10-8 and eight, and um, Adam, Tom, or Stax win out the next two in a row... They would end up tied with Andy and Christian. That's how close it is. And if Dan or Kyle or Sean win two in a row, um, any of those teams could end up at 11-7 and seven and really end up in first and or second over Andy and Christian, which I think pretty much upends what everybody had assumed um, we were in for over the last couple of weeks, the way Christian's team's been looking. But, uh, um, man, this is a pretty boring recap. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm tired today, and I'm just trying to deliver on my promise to Tom. Um, Got to get Tom the content. 
Uh, anyways, let's see what else. Kyle, Kyle, man, Christian. So this is probably like the most crazy matchup of the week to me because Christian didn't try the last day to make any trades, and he only ended up losing by 30 points, um, give or take a, a few decimals there. Um, and uh, if Christian had just made one trade honestly he had enough guys on his bench that he could have gotten quite a haul and uh overtaken sean last minute and uh really should have pulled a texas stunt on him i'm not gonna lie uh i think i think uh, it's it was christian's um to lose there because uh he had russ and pg on that last day just go apeshit and score 117.5 um and Sean had no one, um, so yeah, it's kind of kind of crazy. Christian could have won that and pulled ahead and really owned that number one spot, but uh, his buddy Sean, um, you know, really just uh, threw the whole basket of crack fries in his face and and made sure that he lost. Um, and then there's Dewey and uh, and Dan. Um, I didn't mean anything bad against Dewey in the text thread the other day when I said I wish he would. Um, really try I'm not was I didn't mean he should try I know he tries I was saying I wish he wouldn't not try to get like first waiver pickups or the 6 p.m you know waiver stuff um you know he said he kind of is letting the competing teams go for that um I say just go all out until you can't anymore um when playoffs start but again uh I get it it's been a rough road for Dewey this year um and uh yeah so that's uh i think i did every matchup i think kyle and yeah christian yeah adam tom yeah so um yeah all right guys well i'm gonna go uh, get my ass brutally beat by christian's insane lineup tonight um or hope that uh nick batum pulls a, a 2014 batum on me and gets me like 50 points um, which will be immediately erased by Russ getting like 80. So anyways, all right, well, that's going to do it for me. Bye-bye. All right, so I guess the question that we're left with is, how does this impact the playoffs? So Kyle. What's up, fellas? It's Cabo Smooth coming at you. Just with some playoff predictions here, um, it's too clustered up in the middle to give any real odds at this point. But, man, uh, let's give some gut predictions here. Um, Christian's in. I think he wins out. 12 and 6. Andy's in. I think he splits it. He's going to take down time this week. Um, he put up a spot on him last night with that 281. Um, and then, but I think I take him down next week. Um, so Andy's in. I think I'm going to be in. I got Dewey this week. Um, Dewey's banged up. Uh, my team's playing pretty well right now. So it puts me in a three spot. I see Dan being in the four spot. Um, he's. I think he'll take down Shawnee B this week, but then lose to Christian next week. Christian already got beat by him twice. I don't see him losing to Dan a third time, just out of pride. But we'll see. Um, from there, we got Ian. I think Ian wins out, man. He's got that two-headed monster, two-headed $200 monster um, going into it. Um, from there, we got... Adam, um, I think Adam is going to split. I think he loses the end this week, but I think he takes down Chuck next week. Um, from there, we got Stax. Um, I think Stax will get at least one from JB, and that's really all he needs um, because he's got pretty good points for, which would essentially knock JB out because um, he's got to take both. Um, from there, we got Tom. I think Tom gets beat this week, but then takes down Shawnee B next week. Um, and then Adam... Um, after that, we'll pretty much round out the playoffs, um, which means that leaves Dewey's obviously out. Um, 
JB, I, I don't see him taking both against Dax. I think he'll be out. I think Chuck's going to be out. I think his luck has run out on him. Um, he's got to win both, and he's got the commish. Um, and then he's got Adam, two two very formidable opponents. Um, I think he's made some trades that have kept him alive. It's been pretty damn impressive to watch. But I just don't think he has it. Uh, his team has it in him from here. I think his team has taken some hits over the weeks um, in order for him to get some wins, which he had to do. I get it. Um, it's, I, I couldn't have done what he's done. It's been pretty incredible. But, um, but I don't think it's going to propel him into the playoffs. Um, and then we got, um, so let's see, that's JB, Dewey, Chuck. And last but not least, I think Shawnee B is going to be out. I know I said that he was playoff bound even after my diss said it. it he wasn't going to be, but, man, Sean's team is not looking good right now. He is second to least um, points four. Um, and he's playing Dan this week and Tom next week. I think Dan's going to take a beating to him this week. Um, and next week, I think, man, that rivalry is as old as time itself with Sean and, and Tom. And I think Tom takes him down to get Tom into the playoffs and bump Sean out. I think that'll be the biggest matchup to watch next week because um, it might have playoff implications of one gets in, one gets out. Um, so we'll see, man. It's been a fun league, very competitive this year. Only one guy's officially out, and only two guys are officially in. Dan's real close to being officially in, but not quite. Um, man, it's been a fun, fun league. A lot of, a lot of good matchups. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, maybe we'll have some better playoff odds and stuff like that next week. Um, but man, uh, good luck, boys. Um, and may the best of us win. All right. Thanks, Cabo. And last but not least for the week, we have the NBA trade deadline coming up tomorrow at 3 p.m. This pod you should all be hearing, or at least comes out Wednesday at noon. So I had the uh, commish call in, and we chatted about AD, KD, and Zion. So enjoy. Um, dude, you call it the perfect time. I'm putting together the pod right now. Perfect. So let's live. Cool. All right. So I've got the, uh, the commissioner on the phone. Thanks for calling in. Hey, it is always, Tom, a pleasure for the commish to come on the pod. Dude, the commish always kills the pod. And, uh, <laughs> Dude, we have some very relevant timely talks with the NBA trade deadline ending tomorrow at uh, 3 p.m., right? It's my favorite stretch of time. It's just days of crazy Twitter rumors and the thread coming up with weird trades and, like, frantically going on basketball reference and looking at team salaries and figuring out who are the Hornets going to send away for Mark Gasol. Just for a second later, Twitter to be like, the deal is dead. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, I don't know. Gasol to the Hornets is like, wah, wah, wah. I, I, mean, I think it would be kind of fun. Kemba and Marky? Kind of old no, it would be fun, dude. I'm, I'm just saying it's like, that's one of those where you see it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's, to me, that trade is like getting a very utilitarian sweater for Christmas. It's like, oh, it'd be nice. <laughs> but, uh, I'm not gonna like tell any of my friends about it, really. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and I think it makes, totally makes sense for the Hornets. 
But, dude, I have been obsessing about the AD thing. I bet you have, buddy. <laughs> like, I don't look at my phone that often, and I bet you I've increased my consumption by about 2,000%. You know, you can look on your phone stats and your settings and see how what percentage of your phone usage has been taking place in different apps. That would be interesting oh. for you to look at that. It would be. And I increased my, like, who I follow on Twitter by oh, yeah. probably, like, 25% this week just to find any any little thing I can do. Yeah, you were reading uh, you were reading uh, the, the Pelicans <laughs> lineup of being like, the deal's going down, baby. There's no way that they're not. Right, right. Oh, loved it. So what do you think, buddy? Well, I think that you're the perfect one to talk to this about. Um, I want to first ask if you have – have you been listening to, like, the Low Post, Bill Simmons, uh, Ringer – like all those ones that have been talking about this stuff? I always listen to Low Post, and I listen to Bill Simmons depending on what the description of the pot is. Yeah. So yeah. if he and Uncle Sal are talking about I don't listen to that. But <laughs> if, if it's a pretty easy one to NBA-related, then I do listen to it. Okay. So I – as I've been, like – listening to pretty much every scenario that I like every scenario that I've heard, I think it makes sense for the Pelicans to trade them right now to the Lakers. Okay. And I wonder before my explanation, do you agree or disagree? So, or what do you I, think from the Pel If I'm the Pelicans? Yeah. Okay, if I'm the Pelicans, it's possible that, well, first of all, the Pelicans are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing, and that is squeezing the fuck out of the Lakers' magic, because they're desperate, and desperation is a stinky cologne, my friend, so they have to try to get every drop, every second-round pick, every, every protected first that they can out of them. So, it's, you know, the Lakers are maybe a little embarrassed or feeling like they're competing with themselves. Well, you guys showed your hands pretty hard here with what you want, and the Pelicans are not obligated to trade the possibly best, at least top three uh, player in the NBA 18 months before his contract is up. So I love that the Pelicans are squeezing. Now, is this the best deal? I mean, I guess it depends. Do you think Kuzma – or Ball, or Ingram? Like, what's their ceiling? What's the best-case scenario for them? Okay, uh, so I, I think... Oh, go ahead. So, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, yeah. So, but, I mean, if if they're piling on drastics on top of there, they're uh, getting them off of the Solomon Hill contract, you know, it, like, that could be a really good deal. So I I wouldn't it wouldn't blow me away if it got done, uh, but if I were the Pellies, I think I might wait. I think I might hold and see who ends up with the Zion pick, or see, you know, if if the Celtics are willing to risk whatever this funk is with uh, Anthony Davis's dad 
right. and, uh, and take him on. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the, the Lakers deal, it's not that it's not a good deal, and it, and it, it, it costs a lot, but is it the best deal that they could get? I don't know. I might rather have Zion than all those motherfuckers on the Lakers. <laughs> right. So if that so, could happen, yeah. If you're the Knicks and you get the Zion pick, giving it up for AD I think would be so dumb uh, because if they get free agents, Zion will sell out like the garden. The energy at the garden would be insane. And the energy of him in New Orleans would just be, I think, meh. Like, people would be excited, but the place maybe would sell out a little bit more. So, if yeah, I'm the probably Knicks, not, though. I mean, New Orleans people don't really give a shit about basketball there, sadly, because it's fun to watch. Right. So, I think that that would be the worst landing spot for Zion. And yeah. the Knicks. Besides Cleveland. If the, if, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would suck. Um, if the Knicks get Zion... I don't think if they get that number one pick, I don't think they should trade anything for it because it gives them five years of fun before anyone really cares about the moves they do, even if they miss in free agency. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but Anthony Davis is 25 years old, and if mm-hmm. he's going to sign, if he's going to sign long term, and and then somebody else will definitely come to be their second max if AD is there. There's no question. One of the biggies is coming if AD's a, a Nick. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, so wouldn't I, you rather have AD and KD than Zion? I think I probably would. If if Anthony Davis was 30 and not 25, I would agree with what you're saying. But he's so damn young. He's got another decade ahead of him, and he's a known commodity. We don't – I mean, we think Zion's going to be whatever, the next LeBron, the next whatever – yeah. Well, we don't know, but we sure as hell know what AD is. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like the Knicks organization, I think I want AD and KD, but my gut is like Zion and KD would be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I don't know that the Knicks would do it, but, I mean, because AD is so young, I, my gut says that they probably would. Yeah, I mean, you, it's kind of like if you have Luka, you know, if you're Dallas, mm-hmm. And you, you're not trading Luca for the number one pick because you've seen what he can do for a year. And there's right, no way right. a question mark could do it. So I, I, yeah. I completely get that. But I do think that the Lakers have the best package to offer, uh, New Orleans. And why I think that is the case is if you take the core of like Ball, Kuzma, and Ingram are all pretty good. They're not going to win you a ton of games, so you can still get good draft picks and build. But they're also nice trade pieces. And if the Lakers are willing to throw in two to three first-round picks and a couple second-round picks, you have a lot that you can now trade for. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I was really thinking about it with, say, the Celtics, right? The Celtics have these theoretical draft picks and packages they could offer. But do you re- I don't. If I am New Orleans, I don't really want Jason Tatum to be in my number one. I feel like you just downgrade <clears throat> huge for AD. Um, I think but, Tatum I mean, huger than Talonzo. <laughs> well, I think that the core of those three in the draft picks is better than like assuming that Tatum is going to be this breakout star. Like he's good, but do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's like? An MVP candidate? 
perennial first-team All-NBA guy? I think Tatum, out of all those guys, has the highest upside. I do. I still, so if you got Kuzma, Kuzma's a gunner on a bad team. Maybe he's good, but we don't really know. The jury's still out. Like for he goes in these stretches where it's like, okay, Kuzma's real, and then he goes for these stretches. You're like, uh, I don't know, man. This just looks. This is just so empty. Ball's often injured. I like him. I like him a lot. Is yeah. he? Is his ceiling Jason Kidd? That would be amazing. But that's hard. Jason Kidd was amazing and was a All NBA guy. Right. He learned how to shoot. That helped. <laughs> yeah. Tatum. I mean Tatum. And better draft picks because the Celtics have better picks in the in the in the war chest. And it's whether it's Jalen Brown or something like that. That's better. That's a better package for sure to me. Okay. Yeah, I still think the Lakers one is is better. Okay. Because the. Yeah, I think I don't know. Like, and he, so here's what I what I'm thinking. The the way that I was thinking about it is okay. If you take let's say Ky, Kyrie walks from the Celtics, they all of a sudden, in my opinion, go from being a contender in the East for a little while to being like, uh oh, they could they could be facing some trouble here. They got young guys that are have been mm-hmm. inconsistent, too many role players. Um, you know, the best thing about Horford is probably his mom's uh, Facebook. Usage. And, and his uh, sister Anna. Hi, Anna. Hey, Anna. <laughs> uh, and then you look at it, like, they could be, I think, in a little bit more trouble than people realize. Uh-huh. Well, the Lakers, I think those three, with Ball, Kuzma, and Ingram, you could have those guys in your team for quite a while, too. And I think be just be a pretty solid team if you're New Orleans. Yeah. Reunited with Julius Randle. This is all these cast-offs and like, right. failed projects that, the, that disappointed the Lakers. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Um, tell, us, tell us about your team. Oh, all former number two picks from L.A. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We were all we were all the second choice of <laughs> Dude, did um, you see the stuff with um, the Lakers-Pacers game yesterday? The chance? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, they were funny. Like, can't that Brandon Ingram? I don't care. Leave JaVale McGee alone! <laughs> don't be saying that shit to JaVale. He's given us nothing but joy. He turned from a joke player to, like, out of the league to a champion and a usable guy. Don't be saying right. shit like that, Indiana. What the fuck do you have? God. <laughs> Dude, the fact that it was just Indiana fans pisses me off more than anything else really about it. It's like, what do right. you guys have done that really matters? Like, Reggie Miller is not walking through that door, guys, okay? Like, right. seriously, fuck the Pacers and the state of Indiana as a whole. Right. Especially after having to watch Mike fucking Pence. I'm not yeah, he's getting a you Mike just Pence. There. That, uh, let's just chant Mike Pence at those motherfuckers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great... A great comeback. God, son of a bitch. Um, Wait, I had something else I wanted to say, but I forgot. Sorry, right. threw you off. Pence, Pence sucks. I, his face is so annoying. 
Um, but okay, going going back to Marvel England, villain. Okay, yeah. So I think that if I am the Pelicans, if or if I'm advising the Pelicans, and obviously mine would be biased because I'm love LeBron and just the fact of him and AD together has me so excited. <laughs> but I would say try and get as many draft picks as you can. Take mm-hmm. those guys. I probably like unless you need the older dude for salary, like I'd not worry probably about like Rondo, Stevenson, et cetera, and just take the young ones, see what you got, and take the draft picks and just do it now. Because if they come calling back like the summer, we have all these theoretical moves, all these places that like could do things. But the team if it's Boston or if it's Milwaukee or if it's the Clippers and AD's like, hey, I'm not going to sign with them. Then the Pelicans' leverage goes down so much that right. I think right now you're going to get as much as you possibly can for them. And they can squeeze the Lakers. Yeah. Because the other, the other thing I was thinking about for the Lakers, and I think it was one of the commentators was talking about this in the game last night, but essentially the Lakers have shown that they'll do whatever. So now mm-hmm. they've they've showed those young guys like, hey, we're we, we're willing to trade you, and I think that they could be facing if they don't now just go all in, they could be facing like a really shitty second half of the season where it's like, oh, you guys oh, will probably yeah. trade me this summer. Why would I try? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, big time, big time. I I hear you. Yeah, the Lakers put themselves in a very interesting position but they have to gamble like this i mean they have no choice because they can't lose out in free agency again and they might if this doesn't happen this to me this is the final thing and then i gotta go um cool this is the final thing i've been thinking about if lebron lands ad and then kcp gets shipped off to a rosier media market to me this is just Clutch Sports has taken over the NBA and, like, are the most powerful entity. And the league is just going to be at the mercy of these motherfuckers. It's like the NWO taking Dude, over. Love it. Love and, but I think that um, owners and GMs, I don't think they like this shit. I don't think they like having their top three person being like, guess what? We choose you now. You're coming. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, like teams, so I could see there just being, like, maybe we're not quite ready for this shift of who, who run the world in the NBA. Um, but if it goes down, I think it marks like a, oh my God, it has happened. And right. if not, I think it's, it's the league and, and people who make decisions on trades saying like, you you don't get to call the shots just because you feel like it. And yeah. so I'm excited to see how it plays out. That's a really good point. Dude, okay. I know you got to go. Just quick gut feeling, gut reaction. Do you think AD is on the Lakers tomorrow at 4 o'clock? My gut feeling is no. I don't think it's going to happen, but... I just kind of hope it does for the chaos sake. But I, for some reason, I just – I went – earlier this week when that when that, when that um, package came out, I think on Monday, I was like, oh, they'll take this, so, especially with the Solomon Hill contract relief. 
I was like, mm-hmm. this, I don't know what else I could want, really. And then the more I thought about it and the, and the, the, way, the, the little back and forth in the media here between the, diff- the two camps, I'm now at the point where I, I'm not so sure it's going to happen. Okay. Cool. Well, we will see. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, this is this pod will be going live in about uh, an hour. So okay. maybe I'll be ready before that. Maybe yes, not. That would be great. Oh man! Bye. Oh, the Pistons cool. gave away Reggie Bullock uh, <laughs> for a guy named Svi. So that's fine. All right. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. NBA is the Walls Association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw. NBA, it's the Walls Association. NBA, yeah, we got the power ranking. NBA, it's GR Fantasy B Ball. NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw.